0: Sam Roberts is with us and uh, it's nice first of all to uh, reconnect it's been an awfully long time.
1: Yeah, it has indeed. But uh, glad to feel that things are sort of flowing in a way that we're all a, a lot more comfortable with than used to. So yeah, good to talk to you again.
0: Okay, well let's talk about that because the occasion of this conversation is cuz you're going on tour all through mm-hmm. February. So, you know, there were there was a while when we said, oh nobody's ever going to want to be in a closed room with a bunch of people ever again.
1: Yeah, I, I think it felt that that was a sort of undefined phenomenon in the sense that it didn't seem to have it. It had a beginning, but we didn't really know where the ending was going to be. And because of that, you, you had to constantly be, you know, you're in a process of recalibrating and and adjusting your expectations as to if and when you could ever go out and do this thing that I don't want to say we've ever taken for granted necessarily, but has been, you know, written into the the story of how we've lived our lives for all this time. And then to your point, what, what will that look like if, if and when it happens? There's just that sort of resilient part in, in human beings that, that wants to bounce back to what they know and love. And, and, and so far, what we've been exposed to anyway, has shown us that people are very, very much still passionate about going to see live
0: music, thankfully. This tour is in support of an album that came out last fall called *The Adventures of Ben Blank*. And I'm betting almost every single interview begins with "Who is Ben Blank?" But I watched mm-hmm. one, and I really liked your answer. And I don't know if it's the answer you give every time. But
1: <laughs> please, please remind me. Sometimes I just get the, hit the nail on the head, and sometimes I. I'm am spraying yeah. <laughs> logic in every direction.
0: Well, you hoping use this, fall somewhere. <laughs> you use this image of somebody walking away from the water as a blank mm. slate, and I thought that's a pretty rich metaphor because it's mm. like you know baptism and rebirth and all of that stuff. Is that what you mean?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that's a sort of that's a line that's an image from the very first song on the record, and, and there was a record there, a reason why the, the album started with the song called "The Ballad of Ben Blank," sort of to establish. Establish the idea of this this character, or almost a non-character, in a sense, because he has wiped himself clean, and that that idea is stuck with me for a very long time now. And in terms of as your as your past, as your history becomes more and more complex, it takes on weight, and it can tether you to the ground where you want to be able to still look forward or into the future with with an open mind and and open eyes. And sometimes you have to sort of confront that history that past and and in this case for Ben Blank it was literally to wipe the slate clean and to start over again and and that that idea uh, that the you know the potential of walking out into the future as this sort of open book ready to be filled in with new new thoughts and feelings and adventures and experiences has, I think that the urge for that has been growing in me, and maybe it does in all people as you, as you sort of move through life.
0: So maybe I'm overthinking this, but are you one of those singer-songwriters who kind of writes in character?
1: In this case, it's, I guess it would seem that way, but I think regardless of how much of a buffer you try to put up between yourself and the way you feel in your own life and your own thoughts you know, via a character, there's still the, the cracks are still there and you the songwriter end up coming through you know it's like water will always find a way no matter what you know how much you try to sort of contain it it's 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 the same thing when you when you do create a character there is always a part of you and how you feel about life and how you feel about the world that will be a, a parent through that so it's not it's a very thinly veiled attempt at (laughs) covering your tracks,
0: you know? Yeah. But I understand at one point, this was in another interview, but you even considered, or at least thought it would be kind of cool, to put out an anonymous album. And that's easy if you're Mm -hmm. a writer, because you don't have to appear publicly and support it. But if you were to put out an anonymous album, that would be a lot tougher.
1: I think so. I mean, certainly the idea stuck with me and fascinated me for a long time. The, 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 The idea of what would it be like if I just put out music out into the world without without a reputation or a name attached which is basically what would be a return to what the early years of my music career were like so it would almost be just a coming home in in a lot of ways because for for the longest time we sort of toiled in complete anonymity really but i guess again as you sort of go through the you know the path of a, a career you start to wonder, sort of, how much of what you do, how much of the music that you make, is being filtered in terms of people's perception by what they, by their preconceived ideas of who you are, what kind of musician you are, and what you represent to them. And what would it be like if you just sort of stepped out there as this, again, this, this anonymous blank canvas and offered music to people? Would they hear it differently? Would they, would they feel differently about it because it wasn't coming from you per se? But in the end, I, I retreated from that idea because it didn't feel you know there's a there's a sort of genuineness that i feel has to be part of everything that you do when you write music and to to hide in it any way it just felt like a it felt like a like i was cheating so i didn't do it and i, <laughs> I sort of did anyway because then you know made up this character but i guess the more i talk about the character the more i realize that there's a, a, a very thin line between myself and and the idea of Ben Blank.
0: You've got three kids. Uh, How old are they? Mm -hmm. 17, 14, and 12. Okay. Those are complicated ages. Uh, I'm in the trenches. Well, how has it changed life for you? Has it changed your perspective on things? Are you writing songs differently, Mm -hmm. expressing yourself differently?
1: I'm hiding out here in this room in the basement of my house a lot more, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting the way that kids play a role in your... In your creative life and how you're sort of the you know your perspective uh as a as a parent and and therefore you know as a songwriter because it's it's almost impossible to separate the two things shifts as your kids move through the world and as they change so you know when you're when you're young everything is or when the kids are young and everything is bright-eyed and and you know just looking at the world almost with a fresh set of eyes again, because that's what it feels like when your kids are really small. You sort of start to, you see all these things that maybe it may have been a part of your world since the day you were, you were born, but you, you, you sort of, now you're reliving them again with that kind of youthfulness that you hadn't been able to tap into for a long time. And then it changes to almost panic and worry about, well, what kind of world are we living in? And what's it going to look like for them? Are we leaving it in, in a good enough place for them to be able to live the kind of lives that you want for them. And well, now they're, <laughs> now they're teenagers. So I've moved into the realm of how can I escape this <laughs> into a, <laughs> into a, you know, sort of a fantasy realm and carve out a little place for myself to s- <laughs> spend some quiet time.
0: So are you the, uh, the cool dad? I tried. I've tried yeah. every way to be
1: cool. And it just seems like it just doesn't stick. I just can't do it, you know? And and again, I play in a band for a living. You, that should just be like a free pass to cool them. But it just, I'm not Drake, so I'm not cool. Or I'm not The Weeknd. It's, it's just never quite enough.
0: Well, it's uh, funny, because I have that conversation with friends of mine. Whenever their kid turns about 12 or 13, I say, are you still cool to them? And uh, one of my friends who's a stand-up comedian said, I've never been cool to my kids. Yeah,
1: never. <laughs> never. Not, not since day one, you know? I mean, maybe when we were sort of, when I was really, it was the heavy like tea party phase with my, my dog. I don't mean the band, I mean actual tea parties, you know, on the yeah. floor and the living kind of thing. Maybe that's when I had the most street cred with my kids, when I was really willing to, you know, get down on the floor and engage in endless tea parties and, and uh, make believe restaurants and things like that. But the more I, yeah, the harder I try, the less cool I, I get. So I'm, I'm just, I'm staying neutral, man. I'm a fly on the wall.
0: I don't know if you saw the show David Bowie Is, which was an installation show uh, that toured the world. But one of the features was this basically chart of the elements like you have in chemistry. But they placed David Bowie on that chart, and then they placed all these artists around him, and the Mm -hmm. distance from Bowie... Would tell you how much of an influence or how much of his sound they had, or mm-hmm. how much of their sound he had. So, a very complicated way of asking you. A lot of people have a hard time trying to figure out what your category is, if it's anything. But mm-hmm. you know, what would be close to you on on your chart of the elements?
1: I mean, aside from David Bowie. Yeah, I mean, because he. Yeah, I would definitely count him as as one of the main. I mean, the Beatles, perhaps right in the epicenter, has always been. I guess, the, the touchstone that I've come back to over and over again and still seem to be finding new things in the way they wrote songs and the way they recorded them uh, that sparked something in me when I sit down to try, to try to write a song. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I, I think obviously the songs are great and everything about them, but I think one of the things about them is that they, everything is melodic. Every single note. Being played by every instrument in some way can carry it, can carry this on its own as a sort of melodic uh, part, and yet somehow it's all interwoven to create this, you know, this, this sometimes deceptively simple seeming uh, pop song, and that to me is just this. I don't know. It's it's almost as impossible, impossible objective to try to to emulate or to reach out to you know imitate in some way but uh that's what kind of keeps pulling pulling me along but there are other bands too for sure bands like primal scream and uh, you know some of the more recent uh, recent bands of 35 years ago <laughs> you know i think bands from the uk in the early Late 1980s and early 1990s had a huge, huge role on why we started playing a band, and by that I mean my bandmates and myself in high school, uh, finding the music that wasn't just a part of our parents' record collection and, and was something that we felt was of our time and f- was speaking directly to us and for us in some ways. Um, the Stone Roses and the Charlatans and the Happy Mondays. Later on, the Verve and and Blur and bands like that. Those, those played a big role in, I think, how we sort of identified or how we saw, saw ourselves or would like to have seen ourselves in those days. And, and that spark when you're a young band is, is yeah, it's, it's really important because it's, it's the original flame. It's the original fire that, that burns, you know? So that's, that's my, those are my at least some of the circles that I orbit around, but there are many, many more. Thanks a lot for this. It's a pleasure. It's always good to talk to you. And again, it's been a bit too long.